Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Rascal Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And it's Into the Apex, episode 20. Tyler, Bradley, Rob, back with you. And Patrick Stein, one of our contributors and writers for Mad Sim Racing Media on MadSimRacing.com. Joining us again, we thank Bruce Perry for joining us uh, for the Daytona episodes, and I'm sure he'll be back later this month as we prepare for Bathurst as the next endurance uh, project. Uh, last Friday, this time last week, I think we mentioned we were going to do a little rap party, and uh, for the Daytona 24, we got a, a big crew of our guys together for our own team, and uh, Bradley, uh, it was there were some interesting times. I, I'm kind of stuck with me a little bit. That we did the uh, we set up a, a fun run session at at Lime Rock in the Delara IR01 and the Mazda uh, sl- like fast and slow, but we set it at 100% fog basically, and we set it at sunset so that in a 20 minute little race it got basically pitch black and foggy and very creepy uh, like halfway through the race, and then you had the Deloras which were flying in the blind. Uh, kind of cruising behind the Mazdas, which had headlights. So that was that was kind of fun, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we we had the McLaren F1 too because that's that's yeah. what I was in. But uh, yeah, like you said, that was that was kind of scary. It, um, that, yeah, it was cre- It felt like a Halloween session. Like if you were going to have a Halloween eye racing session, it was kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean, it was almost impossible. At, at, towards the beginning, there was enough light where we could actually race and see things, uh, but. As as it there was a certain point there when the time shifted, and it's like the sun. If it wasn't totally foggy, the sun would have shifted down below the horizon just a little, and it wasn't fully pitch dark. But with the fog at a hundred percent, you couldn't even see the track. Like it just completely vanished the track and the visibility. Where we we had to basically coast behind the uh, Mazdas with the headlights to be able to see. So I mean, yeah. it was it was interesting. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> For me, I don't know, maybe it was just on my end. It, it was like someone switched the lights off. I was just going yeah. down barreling towards turn one, and then it was just dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was instant. Like, everyone was like, oh, what happened? What happened? To right, the yeah. Yeah, I got to a point where I would, when I was staying at the Mazda's speed, me and another Delara behind the Mazda with their headlights kind of following them. And a couple of times I spun and I could, couldn't find the track because, you know, Lime Rock has some different places where there's grass, particularly turns one, two and three. I think you can kind of run, run way down the grass uh, towards the one of the walls. And I just got lost. I mean, you basically are just slowly moving until you feel that you're off the grass and, the, and back on the pavement. But uh, it's kind of stuck with me. I just want to, I thought it was a funny visual. If you've never tried a, a, a kind of a in the dark without headlights, with partial headlights, uh, and put full fog on that, full fog is pretty creepy. So it's interesting. The fog was probably, I, I'd say, the the worst part about it. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, at night that's it's bad there because there's not a single light. But yeah, when you had that fog in there. It just whole. That was a whole different ball game. <laughs> and I you loved noticed, every second of it. Oh yeah, you know, and, and everybody's drinking too on the, on the fun runs. So of course that's you have that aspect. But uh, uh, even with the full dark, there was still kind of if you looked at this, you could tell basically you could tell the sky and the horizon from the track. Uh, even as like it, they simulate moonlight, I guess I've never really paid attention or noticed that. But there's still a little bit of light, and then through the fog, it's very creepy. So. I don't know why that stuck with me. I'm fascinated with it and want to do it do it again and again. Yeah, I've never never played with the fog settings really. The only time I've ever seen fog in a, in an actual session of iRacing racing was at Nurburgring. We did that one race uh, as a team. I think two man teams in the Nurburgring Endurance Series. Yeah, uh, where it was yeah. foggy. Yeah, I think me and you did, didn't we? Yeah, we did that, and that was it was day, during the daytime, which still it was pretty daunting. Yeah. But that that was kind of appropriate for that track. It felt uh, it felt like that's the way it would have been on a race day. Yeah, especially it was in the mountains too. So oh yeah, and uh, the only other time than that I saw a little bit of fog, which was appropriately timed, was I was with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Thomas, doing the twenty four hours of spa, and the sun started to rise, and just as the sun was starting to just barely come into view, there was kind of like fog in the distance and a light fog over the track, which is like a morning dew type fog. That's a beautiful uh, visual. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was like, we were both kind of surprised by it because, I mean, they, they modeled exactly when you would see that kind of thing. It's not like it's just going to show up randomly and you never see it in any, any other type of session. I mean, you know, you don't go to uh, an oval track and see fog develop. Yeah. Maybe North Wilkesboro if you want to be realistic. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We, in the we valley. grew up around there. Bradley and I grew up around there. So we know that, as they say, driving down the mountain, which we did on many an occasion, uh, you get fog that you can't see through. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting how they did that. But yeah, other than that, I've never never seen it. So who watched? Uh, I'm guessing probably all of us watched a little bit of the uh, Daytona 24 last weekend. Yeah, I watched what I could. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting one. Yeah, it felt like it flew by to me. I mean, I watched. I kept it on pretty constantly. I actually subscribed to that uh, NBC Sports Gold here in North America just to be able to watch some of the overnight uh, or late evening. Um, really, the big drama. I don't have any. I don't think we have too many hot, really hot takes on it. Uh, but 
that drama, I thought it was going to be really close there in the last hour with uh, Ganassi or there towards the end. And they just had the heartbreak. What they have? I think a flat tire. I think the tire blew up. Right rear yeah. tire. Yeah. Yeah. Went to shreds yeah. within and, the last hour. Yeah. It, it uh, we were commenting, we kind of recapped our own 24. It felt like what Bruce uh, was describing with his Rays Apollo black team for our 24, which was running good in competition for a podium. And then the last 10 minutes in, in our case, last hour, whatever, uh, run into heartbreak and trouble. I mean, you run a whole 23 hours and then boom. Um, but as it stood, I mean, what's more Daytona 24 than seeing Wayne Taylor uh, and that crew go to victory lane, Alexander Rossi, Elio Castro Neves, Ricky Taylor, Felipe, uh, Philippe Albuquerque. I mean, all huge names uh, from IndyCar and sports car. Um, so, and, and Konica Minolta, I mean, that's a mainstay of a sponsor for uh, the IMSA and the Daytona 24. So they, what was that? They're, they're keeping a streak going basically, but I was also intrigued to see the uh, 48. Uh, they did well. Jimmy Johnson's group, another all-star lineup finishing P2 and DPI overall. Uh, Kobayashi, uh, Pagano, Rockefeller, and Johnson. I mean, good stuff by them. And then uh, I think the competition that, that we were most kind of talking about as we all were kind of uh, chatting about the race was GT Le Mans, uh, a, a class that is soon to be no more, and the battle with the Corvettes. And basically it came down to Corvette versus BMW. Uh, BMW struggled. They were kind of up there at some points. Uh, but, man, Corvette dominated. Uh, you had the yellow Cor Corvette, Jordan Taylor, Nikki Katzberg, Antonio Garcia win. Uh, they led a lot of it. And then the other Corvette, Alexander Sims, Tommy Milner, Nick Tandy, uh, they finished second in class. Uh, so Corvette's got to be pleased coming through there. Jeez, I'd like to think so. If that's not what makes them happy, then they should just get out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how they're going to convert because they just recently released and developed that uh, C8R. So I'm interested uh, how they're going to convert that into a, a GTD Pro type of car yeah the gt th gt le mans being no more i mean yeah. a lot of people are kind of bummed about it i know we talked about it a little bit last week but um i love seeing i love that bmw m8 yeah and it's a shame before. because yeah this year uh, they're only running the endurance cup so you're not going to be able to see it when you go to mid-ohio i'm not going to see it at vir so unless we take a trip down to petit le mans um probably not going to see it not out of the question. I hope we take into the apex down to Petit Le Mans if, if we are lucky in that time of this year. Yeah, what's well, doable? Have to put Media passes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, Bradley, you saw the M8 at Charlotte, right? I know we I did, did a, live, a live episode. If you go back to one of our early episodes, the audio is a little shaky, but nonetheless, um, what do you think? I mean, that was, what was that? That was just GT Le Mans, right? What class did you Well, have? that was GT Le Mans and GTD. Oh, okay. Um, what no, what no differences did you notice any differences in person? I mean, as far as the cars, yeah, obviously there's there's a slight size difference in them. I mean, they're they're just a little bit larger than uh, some of the GTD cars. Um, obviously, you know, you know most of the differences. They're a little faster, right? Um, they're more they're designed more to a spec for racing as opposed to uh, like a street type of spec. Not the GT3 cars are street cars, but still uh, closer to their to, to the originals than the GTLM. But uh, other than that, and the difference in the headlights being bright white LEDs and the others being yellow, um, not a whole lot of difference in appearance. I mean, they're still GT cars, 
So, I mean, I could, I could see how Corvette would, would just make some changes and turn that into a GTD. It's just, it's a kind of a shame to waste a program that's so successful. And if they make those changes, is that going to change their performance? Because they're dominant now in GTLM, but let's be honest, they're only competing against the BMW and the Porsche. And this year, especially the Porsche is, there's just one and it's not the factory team car. Um, so, I mean, how competitive is it going to be? Obviously, it wasn't that competitive at Daytona. They had a little incident there in the first, on the start of the race. Of an open iRacing session start. Yeah. Didn't they? I know everyone. That's what I heard. I didn't watch it live, but I saw the clip. That was basically the meme on uh, any iRacing deal. Uh, It was a typical start. I'm glad that they do it too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's my question and my interest going into 2022 is how is the Corvette team that's dominant right now in their class going to compete against the Acuras, the Lexus, um, other new BMW team? I mean, all those other manufacturers now and other teams, is it is it going to rise to the front just like they have in GTLM, or are they going to kind of settle in, in the middle and the back? Well, Mercedes dominated and won GT Daytona, right? I do believe. They did. Yeah. That, and that, as a matter of fact, it was a, a new Mercedes team that was in the GT4 Michelin Pilot Series last year, and they just made their first foray into GTD and won the 24 Hours of Daytona. Yeah, they were. I think every time I kind of every time they checked in on GTD, uh, Mercedes was there. I mean, they had kind of a run, maybe similar to the Corvette. I mean, the Corvettes dominated. Uh, I have a bad taste on my mouth for Corvette. I mean, I think I, over the years I pull for Corvette at Le Mans because it's America visiting Le Mans, that kind of thing. Uh, but as I covered towards the end of last week's episode, I'm just not a fan of driving the Corvette and i racing, and that's kind of transferred irrationally over to real life uh, to where I wasn't pulling for them. And obviously we at, at Mad Sim Racing in particular have kind of an affinity for that BMW M8, something about the look of it. I felt like when I saw it on track in real life, that was my car out there. And obviously there's no reason to say that, but it's kind of how I felt. I'm literally looking up at like a four foot poster of one of my wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. That's the old, that's the OG, uh, Madsen racing insurance yeah. car that, that shoddily put together paint scheme that I did. Oh yeah. That's for those, that that to, for those that haven't seen any pictures on Madsen racing's social media. Uh, Rob here was with us for our first 24 hour race, Lamar last year in 2020. And, uh, we got some SIM snaps, uh, some real nicely edited, uh, images of our car very beat up very rough shape that car went through hell and uh, rob uh, in the week after Lamar, riding the same buzz wave as the rest of us having finished it uh, made a a pretty professional looking print of that car of that image and and put that blown up poster that he made uh, on the wall by a sim rig and that sir is dedication yeah, I I love that picture, man. I like look at it. It's like all the, the every like little dent and everything on it because that was definitely towards the tail end of the race. But that wing, the wing is still straight as an arrow. Oh yeah, I believe all of those images, all the images that we submitted, uh, including the one on your wall, is from the last hour where you drove. So you were actually behind the wheel. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was a special wa- race. Even though we finished P twenty four, we were we we may as well have won the thing just for the fact that we finished it and we finished it together as a group. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> wait for Lamont again. 
speaking of Lamar, we'll get to that later. We've got some things to talk about. Segway. Yeah, we got a little bit to talk about. Um, so uh, the only other thing I would comment on very quickly on the Daytona 24, the only other complaint that I think I got a sense from as I was monitoring uh, the social medias uh, were, were the frequency of full course cautions. I thought that was there were more than usual. Even Lee Diffie and the commentators here in the U.S. were commenting on it. I don't really have much else to add. I mean, I saw somewhere, maybe on Twitter or somewhere, so take it for what you will, um, that's, that NASCAR bought IMSA, so the cautions are more frequent because of that. Um, I mean, hey, it makes it more competitive. I'll give it that. Uh, uh, Jimmy Broadbent, speaking of a segue, Rob, Jimmy Broadbent was commenting on Twitter that the cautions were too long and were taken forever. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I think that was one of the things that I picked up on the most. And uh, speaking of Jimmy Broadbent, uh, Rob, here this uh, week, you shared a story with us about him uh, that has kind of spread around and it really got our attention. And uh, that's one of our first uh, main topics for this show is uh, what Jimmy had happened. Um, what do you think of it? Kind of give us a summary of what you read about it, Rob. Well, I was just on Twitter and I seen this post come up of him saying, I've been waiting months to tell you guys this. And he said more or less that he got an opportunity to race as kind of like a guest program, I guess it is in brick car. He's going to be racing for Praga and their RS RS one turbo. Yeah. Or is it just R one turbo? I forget. It's, it's something like that. Um, it's like a, it's like a prototype looking car, but it's not as powerful. It's kind of like a pre prototype, I guess you would say something to kind of get yourself into that realm. So it'd be interesting to see him do it. He's got a female, uh, driving mate. I did, I did not see that. I was reading articles. I looked at the car and yeah, it does look kind of like a, a mix between the LMP two and the old Riley prototype or something like that. It's an interesting looking car. I'd love to get behind the wheel. Um, I saw he was, it's kind of a guest program, uh, but yeah, Brett car endurance series. I mean, what a, what a dream. I mean, could any of you guys imagine, uh, I'm assuming he had nothing else in, under his belt other than sim racing, just like all of us. I mean, well, he did imagine? do, he did a little bit of carding and he's done really? one track day with some BMWs. Uh, yeah, so I didn't, see, I don't know a whole lot about, it. I've watched a couple of his videos and I obviously know who he is. But I, I can't say I, I'm like a subscriber, although I think what he does is awesome. Uh, I didn't know a ton about him going into this, uh, as in like if he had any real racing experience. Um, but it's always interesting, like the transit, the, the comparison between the two. Uh, I don't know, Bradley, if you remember watching the old, uh, an old video of Gregor Hutu, who was given like a chance to go do Skip Barber, and he did it. And he got in the Skip Barber at, I guess, Barber Motorsports Park, I suppose. And he actually got sick. He threw up after doing some flying laps in the Skip Barber. Do you, do you ever see I that? Vague, I think I vaguely remember that. That was back in the early days when it I was, was in my yeah. racing. Yeah, I think, I think I do remember that. Let, letting did. an alien get into the car. Yeah, like like does the sim racing alien transfer to real life? And and so they brought him over, put him in a Skip Barber cart, just like in iRacing. And uh, I, it sticks with me that he, he got sick. Uh, he couldn't do it without getting sick. Uh, and I don't think he was quite as fast as he was in iRacing. Yeah. And we there's examples of this, obviously, over in the oval side with JR Motorsports and some of the guys that uh, Dale Jr. has picked to run his cars, especially his lower-tier cars. 
I, the names are on the tip of my tongue. I think it was Josh Berry one, I think. Um, and I think there's been more, obviously, that have kind of started or grown themselves from my racing on the oval side. I yeah. don't know of any other examples. Other Ty Majeski uh, is one That's of right. them. That's right, yeah. He's in the truck series. Uh, Josh Berry. Um, but there's like a couple other drivers on the oval side that have, they didn't necessarily start in iRacing, but they gained a lot of, I, I don't want to just say notoriety, but experience from iRacing too, like Parker Klingerman. Yeah. Um, Alfredo. Alfredo, uh, Landon Castle, uh, just to name a few. William Byron, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He, he's another big one too. So yeah, they were able to get seat time in those top tier cars, whereas they couldn't, if you're just a local track late model driver or even a, a regional or national level late model ARCA driver, you're still not going to get it behind the wheel of a cup car. Um, so that's a good way to train and do the same thing. And if you show, as Jimmy probably has, I mean, he makes it his, basically his job from what I could tell. Right. Um, yeah. he's, he's demonstrated to these, to these teams that he can, he can operate a vehicle. He can make the, he can, uh, race a car, whether it's real or in the sim. I mean, it's, there's enough there that's quality and real that if you have those skills, I mean, the learning curve is, is there, but I can imagine it's not as steep as if you're not a racer at all. And you're yeah, just, there's definitely, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on that. I just they uh, there definitely is something that's transferable because even if you watch the old videos from a few, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago now when he was doing the track day with the BMWs, before they were turning laps, they just had him ripping up and down a straight and like going through pylons and stuff to feel the weight shifting. Um, and he was they were going as he was like flying back and forth. He could hear the guy on the side being like, he, "Listen, he's blipping it. He's blipping it. This guy's a pro." <laughs> and that's so, uh, like, certain things he knew to do. <laughs> yeah, that's something I noticed watching uh, the broadcast for the twenty four two. I was listening mostly to uh, to the Radio Le Mans guys, the IMSA Radio guys, and uh, watching that broadcast on YouTube. And uh, a lot of the questions when they interviewed the drivers were how much did I race? They named iRacing and named sim racing and said, how much does this translate over? Did you use it to practice and made references to the actual uh, iRacing 24 hours of Daytona? Um, and some of those, one of the guys I listened to it made me laugh because he was like, he was trying to be polite about iRacing and sim racing to not alienate himself with this <laughs> community. But in a way he was nicely saying, no, it's kind of, it's kind of bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, you're not going to get the seat of the pants feeling. It's just not the same. And then some of the guys were like, oh, yeah, it was a big help. I uh, really enjoyed doing that. And it taught me a lot about the track because practice time was not uh, a plenty with uh, COVID. So, uh, I don't know. There were different reactions. And you could tell it was based usually on the age of, of who they were interviewing. The older guy was the, the guy that was like, I don't know what this is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, sure. nice about it. It was, it was funny. <laughs> I mean... If you don't know a track, iRacing, if you're a real-life racer and you, you've never been to a track before, I can absolutely see how you can uh, get to know a track, at, at least if there was no other benefit for you. Yeah, you get to know the braking points, uh, the corners. I mean, but even like yeah, just the layout of the track. Yeah, like I, I could take a, a car, like a, any kind of car, not a race car, you know, but a car I could drive and take it out to, <laughs> take it out to Spa or, or Daytona or somewhere. And I wouldn't, you wouldn't, you would know exactly what's coming up. I mean, it's, it's the, the principles oh, yeah. are all there. Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. laser scanned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the visuals, everything. Yeah. Like think about if you're an F1 driver, like George Russell, you're 
last time they raced at some of these tracks this year, given the weird year it was, he was like six years old. It's like, when would he have ever driven it? So the only time he ever would have before he got on track for a weekend was in a sim. Yeah. Do a sim and Emola, for example, like if you need to know the yeah. layout of a particular track, iRacing is going to do it for you. I get the seat of the pants thing. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a, a given, but. I guess those guys all use Factor Pro just because whatever it costs a thousand yeah. million dollars. Yeah. That's- and they have the, like the big fancier rigs and, you know, big, bigger setups and everything, which yeah. I guess it would, it could give you like a, more i guess quote realistic experience i guess not I think they can as realistic as like stuff. sitting in the seat but you know close enough yeah, yeah i think it's what not- they can do to the cars and stuff in it that, that makes it the pro version i'm assuming because I, I can't see how it could be superior to other sims in that sense yeah you're not going to get the seat of the pants thing unless you have a serious sim rig i mean like a denny hamlin style rig i suppose yeah thirty thousand dollars plus sim rig or like what Tony Canon's got like three 49 inch monitors, like, Oh, Holy hell. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm just, my thoughts on the Jimmy broadband thing. I mean, we're all going to be watching and pulling for him. I mean that for the brick car series, which I didn't know existed until this week. Um, I mean, I'm going to be following that and I'm going to want to know how he's doing because he is all of us. He re- he represents potential for all of us. I get it. I mean, even in iRacing and sim racing, it's not likely that we're going to be that top tier. We're not going to be Sebastian Yobe or, or anybody else. We're not going to even reach that that pinnacle of iRacing where we get that kind of attention in iRacing, much less get a get a real life ride or or an offer for a real life ride. Um, but between his time in his, his ability to, to get well-known and focus on it and build a brand around himself in this kind of industry. Uh, he's getting the opportunity and that shows that, I mean, at a minimum it's possible. It's not likely, but it's possible. And it's, I mean, I'm assuming in the, the track days, which I actually didn't know about until you just shared that I'm assuming he got the track days based on his sim racing. And that is this, it, it kind of is the same principle is that same racing leading to a real life racing competitive opportunity. Um, I mean, that is groundbreaking. That is, that's a dream for everybody. And to, and to think that it's e- even possible remotely, if you put the time in and you have the ability, um, I mean, it just adds a little bit more to what, what we're doing with this, you know, as we continue to enjoy this as a hobby, as a way to kind of, be competitive when you're not always able to. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you can play golf as the common person, uh, but there's not a lot you can do to get those that competitive spirit in yourself uh, once you finish school, for example, or whatever. Yeah, it's true. Glad you to kind of be a little youthful still in that sense. <laughs> Hold on to it while you still can. That's right, that's right. And, and motorsports especially, I mean, I mean, geez, you go, you can go swing the golf club or join a softball league, but motorsports, you gotta, have, you gotta have money. Uh, even sim racing, it's cheaper than yeah, buying. I was gonna say, even sim racing, you gotta have, yeah, gotta have yeah, something. cheaper than buying a uh, a race car in real life. But even sim racing, you you still can can empty your savings account on it. It's true. 
That is very yeah, true. true. What As many of us Considering you're doing, they scaled it nice. <laughs> As some of us here have uh, made poor financial decisions around our sim racing career. Or oh, very God, wise man. ones. Very wise ones, right? Oh well, well, hell, if you get if you get a car in the Brit Car Endurance Series, yes, money well spent. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, like you said, you, everyone makes their choice of what they want to do in their spare time and and what their ha- hobbies are and how much they value them. And uh, I mean, you obviously you can juggle around multiple hobbies, but this is one that you can do in the summer, you can do in the winter time, um, you can do it when it's raining outside, you can do it do it at any point. It's not a hobby that's limited to seasons. Um, there's always something going on year round always something to get into and it's i mean it's a, a real community um especially within iRacing you know it's a sub community within the sim racing community um and yeah there's a lot of toxicity amongst some iRacers and race and sim racers uh, a lot of a lot of anger and stuff harbored by uh people that you can tell in open sessions and yeah there's a lot of dirty racing too but for the most part when it's when it's at its best and it's at its peak and you're in a good race. I mean, you can get frustrated nine times out of ten races, but if you get that that one race out of ten where everything just goes just right, I had one of those at uh, Laguna Seca actually, where it's like the racing started clean, everybody kept it clean, um, everything was just felt legit. You know what I mean? So I mean, you get one of those and it, it keeps you going. So, yeah, it's, it's motivating. I mean, you yeah. have a race. I wouldn't say it's all toxic. No, I, I'm not saying it's all toxic. I'm saying there's, you know what I mean. There's, there's. I know what you mean. You get into, you get into a session, and there's nothing but griping and cussing, and everybody's, neg- you know, negative. You get a lot of or that. Where you go on Facebook and you get the field of view Nazis. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get. I mean, it's like anything else in life. You get. There's always a guy out there that's going to tell you exactly how to do it, and you're doing it wrong, and he's the expert, and uh, everybody makes. I don't know. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Just it's do true. it your way and just have fun with it. There, that, exactly. That's 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 the key. So, yeah. so uh, close out that. Congratulations to Jimmy Broadbent. Uh, if you ever listen to us, uh, we are on your team. We're pulling for you. You represent all of us, and uh, we hope hope to achieve what you've achieved, sir. And then we raise our glass and take raise a sip of our respective beverage to Jimmy we Broadbent. Always drink on the Jimmy. On Jimmy. I'm having some Johnny Walker Black Label here. Good stuff. I raise it to Jimmy. So the next big story, and we're uh, we're gonna get get going on this, uh, is Lama and iRacing, and particularly what's got some people fired up online on the uh, forums, at least, is uh, iRacing this week uh, updated the special event schedule for this year. And they made some updates. And so they, because initially they only had going up to, what was it? Like the Indy 500 maybe? Yeah. It was, I think about May, end of yeah. May. It's very partial. So it was all kind of up in the air. We knew kind of what was, what to expect. So they updated and they add in May, the Coke 600. They add in June, the Watkins Glen six hour. Uh, they add in July, Hockenheim of the RO one, which is kind of interesting. That's new. Uh, and then the rest we expect uh, Spa 24 in July, just like last year. Um, in fact, I think it's a little bit later in July than it was last year. Um, Bathurst, uh, Petit Le Mans, all that good stuff. Um, Chili Bowl. But one thing that's missing is the 24 hours of Le Mans. 
And that's not on there for what was it, June, which we expect. We just have the Watkins Glen 6 on June 18th through 24th. Uh, and then at the bottom of the schedule, they put an asterisk. And they said, we're looking to add an additional endurance event in France at some point in 2021. Um, so there's a big thing missing there. Kind of a huge thing. One of my favorite tracks in all of road racing, uh, Le Mans circuit. And uh, Bradley, you did a little bit of research into it. We've all kind of uh, read this. But uh, Bradley, what's your understanding of what's going on with this? So I mean, I, I'll read it. I mean, I could even read a little bit from the the news release. So, so basically it's kind of trickled out. Um, and it's, this is from uh, January 27th. Um, and I just, I browse the forums every once in a while in our racing, uh, just to see what's going on. Um, and I kind of picked up on this and I, I kind of halfway researched it. I, I just, uh, my understanding at the beginning was, yeah, uh, Lamaze maybe not going to be on the schedule. It's going to c- be called something different. Um, but so there's a games, uh, game maker, they make NASCAR heat, um, some other games, I think, but the Heat games are the primary games they do. Um, so they're competitors with iRacing pretty much directly. Um, so they're motorsport games. Um, they have agreed with, I guess it's the sanctioning body in France, the ACO. I'm, I'm still, honestly, admittedly, I'm not uh, a big follower follower of WEC and some of the European series. I mean, I know of them, but I don't follow them religiously like IMSA. Um, but... Basically, it looks like they've got an agreement. Uh, they refer to themselves in their own press release as a leading racing game developer, publisher, and esports ecosystem. Uh, they provide official motorsports series throughout the world. Today, announced an important update to its joint venture agreement with its strategic partner, uh, the ACO, which will now see the Le Mans Esports Series (LTD) create, develop, and publish video games in addition to esports, based upon the iconic 24 Hours of Le Mans and FIA World Endurance Endurance Championship. Uh, so that replaces the original agreement they had, um, and it's a 10-year, it looks like a 10-year rolling license. Um, so it's going to be streamed and broadcast their t- 24 hours of Le Mans. Uh, looks like it was on Eurosport, ESPN, Sky Sports, J Sports, some other channels and platforms. That was last year, um, and it looks like they're going to do the same this year. Uh, so basically, they're taking the exclu- exclu- they're going to be exclusive for the 24 hours of Le Mans. Um, now, what is going on behind the scenes and the implications? That's what we're going to talk about and speculate. There's plenty of that going around um, on iRacing right now. Um, so, one thing I bring up and open up the floor for discussion is they put on the asterisk. We hope at some point in 2021. So that tells you. That, that says a lot that that says it's not going to be, or it's not for sure. They're not, they can't definitively say that it's going to be around the same time that it was every other year. And it's not going to be close to the r- real event, just like every other one is. Um, so what does that, what does that mean for when this might be? Are we going to get a 24 hour race at some French racetrack in, <laughs> in October or November of next of this year? At like, some what? French racetrack. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, what's, but they're, they're not going to be committing to when it might even be. It's not on the schedule now. And we're, you know, we're obviously just in the beginning of February, but they don't seem to, to be able to say a whole lot about it. And that's kind of worrisome. Yeah, it's worrisome. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, after Daytona, that's probably the big one, if not the big one for, for European oh, drivers. Is. That's, yeah. that's, 
to me, the crown jewels of the endurance it's one of the big, yeah, is Le Mans and Daytona. Monica, well, and Spa. Monaco, Le Mans. I mean, those Indy five. Right, I'm, and I'm talking about sim racing and i racing. So the 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 big three would be to me. I mean, I know Nurburgring's in there, um, but for me, it would be Spa, Le Mans, and Daytona for the twenty for the twenty four hour events. I disagree with you. I'd say Spa is not in there, and Nurburgring is in there. Nurburgring, Le Mans, Daytona. But anyway, that, yeah. that's not the big. That's, <laughs> that's not the issue. Yeah, yeah let's just, let's not fight amongst that's each not other. The issue. We're not going to fight amongst each other. Let's all yeah. motorsports games. Motorsports games. It's not a game. It's not a game. That's see, that's where they that's where they messed up to begin with. Yeah, motorsport games. Like, get game. out of here with that. Get yeah. out of here with the games. Yeah, it's not that. motorsport game that we crap games. <laughs> yeah, this is not an arcade. Forget it. Yeah, this is not an arcade. Let's let's be straight there. That's where we, as they say, we start to re. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't do that. Maybe it would hurt less if we paid in quarters. Yes, yes. If it wasn't as much as it is, but it's quite a lot. Um, and that's an understatement. But, I mean, what we're, what we're looking at at minimum in July, or correction, June, what we're looking at at minimum is instead of Dr. Pepper, we're going to have Mr. Pibb. Instead of Coca-Cola, we're going to have generic store cola as far as Le Mans. I mean, we're not going to – they, they're obviously not going to be able to call it the, the iRacing 24 Hours Le Mans. Now, is that going to make a difference as long as we get our race at the track? Uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference because we just won our 24-hour race at the track. And as long as iRacing can still have the track, we're going to have our race because you know people are going to have hosted sessions. Maybe Mad Sim Racing will do one. Maybe we'll host yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be, they can call it whatever they want, and everybody is going to refer to it as the 24 Hours of the Mom. And you can't that's stop what we're gonna, it. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it's it. Coca-Cola Speedway all over yeah. again. They yeah. figure it Coca- out. Exactly. Coca-Cola Speedway. Something didn't work out with the whole contract legal department. So we're just going to call it iRacing Speedway. But all of us, especially those of us from the NASCAR 2003 days, are going to call it Coca-Cola Speedway. And you can't sue all of us, right? So it's, it's just is what it is. Um, so we're going to have the Circuit de la Sarth 24, hopefully in June. So in, in, to that point, uh, and that's, that would be the obvious solution, right? To just, to just change the name and call it something different and move on. Yeah. The question I have and what I saw other people had in iRacing is if they if that's what they could have done, if that's the option, why not just go ahead and do that and put it on the schedule so people can arrange and plan for it? Obviously it's a little more it's more deep than that. Maybe there's some kind of embargo on on hosting a a twenty four hour race at Le Mans. Or no maybe that's what part it's of called. Yeah, maybe that's part of the fact that they can keep the track and call it Le Mans and and allow us to to race on it is to say Okay, you can keep the track and call it Le Mans, but you can't run a race that coincides with our official race and compete with us because that's what'll happen. All the they want all the big streamers, all the real life racers to collect and run this official race on this official sim racing platform. So you need to hold yours like months down the road. And I mean that that would be kind of uh unfortunate and kind of uh throwing all of us i racers out to dry if you're the WEC and the sanctioning bodies is saying, well, you iRacers don't matter. Or they're going to try to get us over to this other platform, which is just for me and probably for all of you guys, it's just not going to happen. 
Yeah, that's so. a legitimate concern. Yeah. I can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's cheap, apparently. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a concern. I, I You just made some good points, Bradley, because they haven't put it on a schedule as something generic, uh, as in the, as I like to say, the Mr. Pibb to the Dr. Prepper. Um, but uh, so they haven't done that. So, yeah, something's up. They haven't changed the track name in iRacing from Lamar. It's still Lamar. Um, but yeah, I could, I mean, yeah, it, it, are they going to pull a fast one? Surely whoever's in control of iRacing on this and makes those calls is, is going to know that they're pulling a fast one. Like, Oh, we're going to race in June at the same time. The 24 hours of France, <laughs> like nothing's happening at the same track and uh, all the iRacing people like us. I mean, we're, that's, that's where we're at. I mean, I don't even know. I know over this past summer in June, they did on ESPN, whatever sim was it R factor. Hell, if I know, I don't get into, I don't even know much about it other than it exists and it has a name and it's R factor. I'm not going to join it and, and I'm not interested in it. I'm, I'm I racing all the way. I have been for all these years. Uh, I'm happy with what I have here. Even if they uh, can't start Daytona 24 within a few hours time, I'm still, I'm still loyal. I'm still with them. I like what I get. Uh, so uh, I could see them us not having the the Lama twenty four whatever the hell it's going to be called in June when we expect, and that's going to be something to adjust to. It's probably going to be, or it could be at a time when we don't expect, maybe August uh, or September, a time when there's not a major event. Uh, I think that's kind of the gap. I know last year we had the the couple month gap between the twenty four Spa and Petit Lama. It's kind of a good time. And hey, do it in August. That's fine. I think it also, just kind of on a side note, if you would notice how they changed the Le Mans Endurance Series from last season to now they're calling it the European Endurance Series. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a coincidence there. So... You know, I think it's naming, like, I think what Bradley said, it's naming yeah. rights and all yeah. that. So that's right. Yeah. That's, that the is writing, the, uh, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, the, yeah. You could piece the clues together. Like, yeah. A, if, uh, yeah. You could see it now. <laughs> yeah. And they still made it through. So why can't they just call it the 24 hours, like the European 24 hours of Europe or 24 hours of, of France or, or the 42 hours of Sin Amal? And you run the track backwards. <laughs> the 24 hour of Nam's L. Or, or 1441 hours of unspecified European country roads. <laughs> Any takers? Uh, Anybody? I wish I knew French. I'd come up with some good combinations of some things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I've been looking at the forums and I've seen quite a few creative names that people have come up with. And I got to say, there's some good ones out there. Yeah. I like uh, organized shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Daytona, but oh, yeah. yeah, that works too. <laughs> we've, already, we've already had that this year. Uh, yeah. well, we don't need another one, please. The 24 hours of iRacing organized shitstorm. 
Um, how about the 24 hours? Are we, are we censored Tyler or can we say whatever we, Oh, you can, I mean, we've already said, so how about the 20, the 24 hours of fuck ACO. (laughs) I was going to say screw ACO, but Hey, that works too. We use strong language here at into the apex. Yeah. Yeah. Give that trigger warning after it happens. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I, I don't know. There's a sense of outrage. It seems like in the community, there's been talk about oh we can just pressure these these organizations through contacting them to to take this back and i think someone with voice of reason responded uh yeah i don't think so there's there's already there's already been money exchanged and agreements made they're not going to give yeah they don't they don't care these these major organizations don't care that a couple i racers are pissed off <laughs> yeah they, um, they don't they're not going to give two shits yeah, about you yeah, know I mean, a bunch of guys that pay you know a couple hundred bucks or yeah. whatever for a membership, whatever. Now, and now at the same time, we're going to voice our displeasure on our, our various platforms that ours being this podcast. But I mean, there's nothing that's going to change it. We're probably not going to get the 24 hours of Lamar for sure. A hundred percent. It's not going to be called that fine. We can, we can swallow that pill. We're not going to get it probably anywhere near when you would normally get it. Um, that, that kind of kills the momentum of the endurance season to me though, if they push it back into the fall or winter or I mean, just fall, of this year um, because I mean, me and Tyler, obviously we're talking about debuting the LMP one at the uh, six hour event at Lamont coming up in the European series. And we were looking at making a run with the LMP one. And now that's probably not going to happen at all this summer. Well, uh, well not happen at all or just not happen. Here's the question. Here's, the, I don't know. The, there's there's let so me pose many this, questions on it. Let me pose this to each of you. And then I'll answer myself because I had, I don't even know my answer until I hear yours. Uh, so let's say our racing announce it or doesn't have any kind of announcement. We don't know if there's going to be a 24 hours of Lamar or whatever the hell uh, at any point this year. Um, I guess there's two versions. Yeah. So we don't hear anything. And then a bunch of different organizations start to organize a hosted Lamar 24s, which I'm sure there'll be several if there's no official word. They start to organize and recruit and, and do some big events, you know, ranging in scope and size for the regular general time of June. Um, do, do you sign up or plan to race a 24-hour event that's hosted um, this summer in June if there's no word or if it doesn't happen? Uh, or do you wait until something is announced and take the chance that you don't get to do that this year? Uh, or if they announce, if iRacing says we're going to do one, it's going to be called uh, generic name at, at generic, you know, French track, whatever, uh, and they're going to do it in August or September or November, whatever. Uh, do you do two this year? Do you do something if somebody hosts one in June to try to be realistic, uh, or do you wait and kind of delay your preparations uh, for whenever the official race is? What do you put more stock in? Uh, because I'm assuming hosted sessions are going to be called the 24 hours of Lamar, unless lawyers get out there and really try to go after these people. I like I'd like to see that happen. That would be, uh, <laughs> sure. be interesting. Sure. Or yeah, I mean, be backed up. <laughs> I mean, that would be but some good luck. Uh, they'd have to get Interpol to come pick me up and take <laughs> me to, take me back to France. Right. I'll get yeah, a free trip out of it. You'd be tried in in uh, Lamar. <laughs> yeah. You take me take me back in June. I'll go to the real race. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, I mean, I what do I you mean, do? You get the gist yeah, yeah. of what I'm getting at. Yeah, what I do. do. What, uh, what do you What do you do? So, 
So my answer would be if there's no, if it comes to June and there's no word, which I, I don't think they're going to, iRacing would let that happen. I think they would get a lot of, of flack for not giving us an answer by June on whether we're going to have a Lamal event for the year. I mean, 2021. Um, yeah. If it's going to be in like October, November, September, and it's here we are in June and say a series like, for example, one that we run in the majors, which is very well run offers entry into a 24 hour Lamal event. I think you'd be kind of foolish not to, not to do it either, either way you're going to get some experience and practice um, and if it's well run, I mean, if you're going to jump into a kind of a random 24 hour event, I would say, no, probably not worth it to put in that time and effort. But if it's one that's well run and there's some kind of uh, incentive to run it, so there's a prize or something like that. Uh, yeah. I would be willing to do that, especially if it's in the LMP one, like we said, we want to try to develop our skills in that car. Um, so yeah, I would be, my answer would be, it depends on who sanctions and runs that, that official race or that hosted session. Patrick, Rob, where are you guys at on that? Uh, I don't care what it's named. I just want to run it. So, I'm with you. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, make it, you know, look at the Washington football team. Just call it that. That's, that's a good comparison, too. But yes, that's the thing. You're not going to, yeah. you can call it whatever you want. Nobody's going to buy into it. They're still, they're still going to say, yeah, Cleveland, too. Cleveland, Cleveland Indians. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, you can announce something, whatever you want, and uh, and and it's, it's what's going to happen. It's what they're going to call it. Yeah. Um, the question is, I mean, my viewpoint is it's unacceptable to me as a competitor because that's what we are. It's unacceptable to go to go this year without Lamar. That's what I was going to say. They, they they say we hope to make it happen. So there is a window there. There's a door open, a window open, whatever you want to say that. It could not happen. It just, it may not happen. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't care if it's, what I mean is it's, I don't care if it's an official iRacing event. Obviously that's preferred, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I mean, I'm, I want to do it either whether it's hosted or not. And if right. I have to host it myself, yeah, I I'll think, do it. And I think we all know sitting right here that if, if there is no, if they say, oh, we're not doing it this year and we can't find an adequate hosted session sanctioned by somebody, MSR is going to put one on. Well, that's uh, that's a big announcement for you to make right now. But well, yeah, <laughs> uh, breaking news from TMT yeah. apparently. Well, I think we need to. I think we would need to seriously consider the interest. I think we have enough uh, interest where we would you would be able to do it. I mean, you couldn't all run MSR teams. We have so many guys under the MSR banner. We would probably have to do it kind of like the new new season of the MSR Challenge, which would be uh, sub teams basically. And maybe yeah, one yeah. MSR factory, quote unquote factory team. But anyway, yeah. that's that's down the road. I'm just saying that I, I I agree with you, Tyler. I don't I don't know that I could go through the 2021 endurance season in iRacing and not do a Lama 24 hour race, especially because that was our first in entry into uh, sim racing endurance events. That's a major milestone for our team. So it's an important important moment for the team to get back there and do well. Well, it's just a pleasant track. I just like driving the track. There's not a segment. A lot of the road courses, there are parts where I'm not good, and I feel like I understand every part of Le Mans. So just individually as a, a driver um, in iRacing, I, I just love the track. I, it's a pleasure to drive every bit of the track. I, th- I mean, me personally, I think 
we're getting to the point where if they're not certain, say by April, yeah, then um, at that point, start looking for hosted sessions. See if like you know a group like the majors where they put on great hosted sessions and see if anyone's doing, you know, a 24 hour session or, or whatever, where you might have to pay in a little bit to, you know, help out. But it's, you know, I mean, I don't want to miss it. And I don't even want to risk running the chance of waiting till June and then, well, not going to happen. Or we don't know if it'll happen even by December, you know, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. So, so w w what we're saying is we're going to sell out and go to, <laughs> go to uh, motorsport games. I mean, let's, let's oh, no, take... no, no, no. That's not what I said. I said, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, what that's I said was we're going to host our own session or we're going to find a hosted session. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the I, bottom I, line. I is, uh, I'm not switching. I'm not going to do multiple Platform. No, 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 no. We, we had somebody join our team. We like to keep this broad because we don't just want this to be a show for our team. But we had somebody join our team that really isn't part of the team uh, who was like, hey, you guys do our factor. And we're like, get the hell out of here. We do what is our Sean? Sean. Yeah, yeah. We what is our factor? You gotta be a ride or die eye racing. Come on. Right. Come yeah, on. we're we're not we're not splitting our attention here. We're we're all in. And uh I'll tell you what, I watched clips of the 24, the virtual 24 hours of Le Mans that was on like ESPN in the US over the summer here. And uh, I mean, it just looked like an arcade game. I mean, come on now. Um, it might irritate some people out there that, that mix their attention with sim racing, but uh, it just, I got, I just didn't get a good vibe off it. The graphics were graphics, but I just wasn't. I, I didn't feel like it would be what I want it to be. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, you know. Yeah, I know what, what, what game was it. Looked yeah. more uh, cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. To me. Yeah. What game? I don't even know. That's it was R Factor. <laughs> I, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, R Factor's old. Shows its yeah. age. Some people still play the original. Then you got R Factor Two, and then you got games like you know, Set of Corsa, Competizione that graphically put I Racing to shame. But iRacing just has a certain charm to it. Do you, uh, Rob, do you play a set of Corsa? I don't. So, like, I I threw it on last night just because I'm testing out this new graphics Wait, card. So I wanted to see what it was like. You have it? I do have it. I've owned it for a long time. I've owned I owned almost all the sim games. Just when I first got into it, before I knew what iRacing was, I was just buying everything up. Uh, Tyler, yeah. I hate to break it to you, uh -huh. I have it too. I don't even know you guys anymore. What do you mean? I, I'm not who, jumping. Who ship. are you? I'm not jumping ship. I always said I racing ride or die. Tyler, page. come Tyler, on, sons of Tyler. Bitch. Tyler, what? what? I have Project Cars on my computer. Uh, uh, it's... <sighs> Tyler, you don't understand. Like with VR, there's the the experiences you want to get. It's and in VR for those games, it's really good. <laughs> For those, for yeah, the, that's why I got for those uh, video games. Yeah, it's the, what's the? Uh, I got the demo for Project Cars. Up, let me clarify. Let me clarify. And, and what do you think of the demo? In VR, like Rob said, it was it was fantastic. Uh, you VR I mean, elitists, it, like force feedback wise and, and feel wise of the car. Yeah, it's not the same. It feels it does feel more like a video game than it does a, a sim with more accurate like physics. But 
in VR. It's cool to look at. I mean, the graphics, like you said, are better. Uh, case in point, go to Boosted Media on YouTube and look at his video today of his, I guess it's like augmented reality type thing uh, where he has the huge 4K screens set up in a motion rig. And he's running, I think it's, is it, God, I forget the name of it. It has some sort of attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of, I was going to say some sort of Italian name. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's like, yeah, I haven't touched this this game in a while. But he was watching somebody, somebody play it on YouTube. And the rain graphics are incredible. I mean, it's got the spray that looks insane. Uh, the force feedback, he said, had improved from when he last played it. And said it was uh, absolutely breathtaking, and that he would play it more often. And this is a guy that he even said in the same video today that he spends most of his time on iRacing. racing. But he's becoming—I uh, mean, you could become a true believer in any of these other sims. So, oh yeah, I I keep them around because it's easier to like when I have someone over who wants to try it. It's way easier to throw them in something like that than than iRacing, racing. I find you got to kind of trick them into it, kind of. Yeah, the the, vision, the eye candy does help. Uh, just put them in the new uh, BMW GT3, that beautiful Dodge Avenger sports car. <laughs> I, I don't really know. hate that front end. Ugh. Yeah, I still like BMW. Nice. I still pick it over Lamborghini. I do, but nonetheless. That's because you never driven the Lamborghini. I don't. I did not drive the Lamborghini. That's yeah, correct. well, that's that's there's your problem right there, and it doesn't look like a Dodge Avenger. <laughs> No, when was the last time you saw a Dodge Avenger, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, you know what sells me on the Lambo? The Lamborghini is the Seto Corsa to tie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. dare. Same with Ferrari. Same no, no, no. Ferrari. You, know, you know what the uh, Seto Corsa is for me is the McLaren with the flames coming out of the back. It just feels so much like a, <laughs> oh, look at this thing. It's got these, <laughs> the little, these, little, the these little toy flames coming out of the back. It looks, <laughs> the animation of the flames, it's just, it's not that cool. It's not that cool. no a set of course is not great, but I will give them a set of course a competition like the one that's just GT3 and GT4 is definitely like leaps ahead of the old one. I don't, don't even know about the old. Still one. not going to try it. Nope. No, he definitely. Not not he won't even it. look at it. He won't. I don't even want to know. It doesn't exist to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. He's no. probably like thinking <laughs> all, all three of these guys are dead to me. That's right. I don't know who you are. Now, I will say I'll get the uh, Lambo eventually, just like Tyler's going to get the Porsche RSR. I'm not I am. Gonna, I'm I not going to get it. I can't. I don't think I can. I'm, I need to master the 911 first, uh, the, GT, the cup car. But I'll get the uh, Lamborghini just because you can customize the uh, headlights. Well, we know but, how Bradley feels about headlights. Oh, yeah. And it, it also has LED strips on the top of the roof. A lot they more LEDs those. visible than on the other GT or GT3 cars. It's pretty badass. I'm telling you. Telling you, Tyler, it's, it's buy loud. in. It is loud. Fact, it brings me to a topic, uh, like a subtopic in all of this, which is the one thing I want more for my racing that we don't quite get is even more customization for the cars. I mean, they did a lot giving us the customizable rim colors. Then they gave us like the different compounds for the rims. No, but I mean, there's every little thing makes a big difference. I mean, you, you would, what would you, what would you like? Graphics overall. What do you want? <sighs> Well, I, well, I guess. God damn it! Why'd you put what? me on the spot? so? So, what you're saying is you're satisfied with the product you get. Well, give give us the customized options where they exist. Obviously, in the Lambo that exists, maybe in the BMW. Obviously, the light patterns don't exist as much. Uh, but keep them, keep it updated. 
Like, look, it's just showing its age, yeah. like visually. I think yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Although I love the physics and how it handles and everything, I racing just needs a visual update yeah, big time the graphics, to put itself more on par with its competitors. Especially some of the tracks need updates. Well, maybe when they add rain, they'll do that. It'll look like an arcade. I, I like I like what we got. I, I I like what they got too, but I think they need to add more content because some of the content that they have is like Concord Speedway. That's they're they're turning that down right now, and it's good that they have it scanned and everything. But they need to add more tracks. Like I would love love to see Monaco. I love to see Monaco. I've heard talk about that too. Of people, if they could pick any track, what would they pick that's not been scanned? And uh, I hear people kind of, I don't know what, like, like laugh a little bit at that Monaco suggestion. Even though I'm with you, uh, it'd be almost as hyper detailed as as uh, I think the most comparable thing now is Long Beach, as far as the detail and the amount of stuff going on in the in the background, so to speak. Uh, Monica would be very lively. It'd be very tough on the old graphics card. Oh, yeah. We would all need upgrades there. Except for Robbie down there. Robbie yeah, Rob. down there. Rob, Robbie's all point. good. Yeah, Rob, Rob, tell us what you got. What'd you get this week? Uh, a 3090. <laughs> I got a 4010. So, I got a 90. I got whatever you can get at Best Buy on a budget. Uh, Me too. I couldn't even tell you. Have integrated graphics, <laughs> whatever the hell. Yeah, uh, I have cyber I'm power. Not, <laughs> yeah, I am not. I am not a right? guy. Cyber power. Yeah, I got a cyber power. That's what I got. See, you go basic. That's the way to do it. Right. G twenty nine and and cyber power PC from Best Buy. You're still in comp- competition with me. I have one race. I mean, in fact, I have one more racist since I returned I racing yeah. than you have. You really have. So uh, suck on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how many races have you won in the past year, Bradley? That's what I thought. Whoa, That's what man! Th- Whoa, that Whoa. is what I thought. Whoa, we need to touch the ground here, Patrick. I'm out. I'm out. Patrick, I'm out. Patrick, how many races have you won in the last year? Um, I've won just in 2021. I've won one official. Yes, you won and, 24 hours or the uh, two hours of Daytona. And in your iRacing career, I know you won one other. Yeah, I won day. one in a league that was absolutely awful, which I will not name because I don't want to disparage them, but their league was awful. I won the Daytona race. Nevertheless, but. Bradley, how many races have you won in the past year? Since, uh, oh, in the last year? Yeah. I'll let my dog do the answering. Thought she said. Uh, thought she were giving me a, an open opportunity and said since 2010 that would. No, be I'm it. saying in the last year, <clears throat> since I returned to iRacing, how many victories? I, uh, I believe that's been. Uh, I believe I've not won anything in that. I believe that's zero. Thought you were asking me in since 2010, in which case that would be. Uh, it'd be one. <laughs> that's so much better. So Mr. Better. Consistency. He's, he's consistent. He's yeah. top five. So, so, top ten, five. so in 10 years. I, I tank for everybody. Years. I get in the lead, then I, I immediately panic. <laughs> and then I panic wreck. <laughs> Did you panic? Like, that is an iRacing phenomenon. It's like, the, shit, I'm in the lead. Miss the mark every single time. Like, oh. the You pan- look in that relative and you go, oh, crap, I'm one. 
I'm going to shit the bed on this one. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, I, as, as, as they like to say, I don't, I don't handle well under pressure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, performance and yeah, anxiety. Performance hey, anxiety, that. exactly. What, yeah, what did I say? The notoriety that comes with victory. <laughs> Must lose. <laughs> I don't want anybody to interview me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, hey, what did I say about a couple episodes back with Bruce on here? I said that uh, when I'm in the lead and I feel like I have a chance to win, I'll start to shake a little bit. My leg will tremble. Well, that, yeah, that I didn't mean for it to sound as sexual as it did, but nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> whoa, it, man. Whoa. It's a phenomenon. It is a <laughs> phenomenon. Well, let's not have awkward silence after that. Uh, let's yeah. uh, let's plow on through that. I think we need to take that in. <laughs> wow. Um, Learn something new every episode, huh? I mean, I'm just saying that's that's adrenaline. Adrenaline hits I mean, you. Yeah, I get that. In, Bradley, in Bradley's case, it hits him to the point of failure. Or, or for some people, it feels like they poop their pants. You know, yeah, whatever. That, that could know, be true as well. Tomato, tomato. So as we're on this what topic, saying is we need PEDs for sim racing. That maybe so. Yeah, a little bit of uh, uh, what is it that stops sure. adrenaline? Beta blockers. Maybe a little yeah. bit of beta blockers. There everybody. you go. Take a take little, L, take a little L-theanine. Right. Whatever the hell. Yeah. Or take a Xanax or something. Yeah. Legally. Legally. Drink and drive. Whatever you got to do. Um, so I mean, Patrick, <laughs> speaking, speaking of that topic, Patrick, you say we, so you won that race at Talladega or drunk driving. Yes, Patrick, did you how did you feel as you took the lead and were winning that or took the win of that race? Did you get a shot of adrenaline? Um, I had to kind of, I no joke, I slapped myself in the face and I went, Is this really <laughs> okay? I know we're not censored, so I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Is this really fucking happening to me right now? <laughs> Is this really fucking happening? It's the last lap, and I'm these two guys crash, and I just make yeah. it through. And this Talladega, is the one lap, lap the lead. And hell, you know. Yeah. I'll take it, but it, and it any other racetrack? Yeah. Uh, nope. That, that that shit ain't happening. You know? that, and, and, and I'll give you this. that Bradley, you'll support me on that. Early days in NASCAR 2003, league racing. The only place we could win was a super speedway. It's true. You know, it takes true. it takes a long time if you just don't get it. And it's not a criticism because me and Bradley were that way. It takes a long time to get good at speedways, short yeah, track, etc. I did win. I remember in pigs racing. Um, I won a few. Won a Darlington, yeah, but, Vegas. But nobody was really racing in that race. Yeah, yeah. So did you really I win? Know. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I lapped the whole field at Darlington. I do recall okay, maybe you did, but um. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, the, the, we've never really been that competitive in a uh, in a league. We sucked for a while, but I feel like this year I've done well. Now, MSR, MS, no, MSR, MCR, we were we were fairly competitive. We were. We we won a late model championship, but that's history. It's in the old Madden Motorsports day. <laughs> um, the good old yeah. olden days. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you get. I mean, the bottom line is it's it's a a competition. It gets those competitive that competitive spirit going in anybody, and it's kind of what gets people addicted to iRacing. Uh, because is. I'm not going to acknowledge the existence of any other sim racing organizations. Well, it goes back to what I said. If you if you have a really good race, I mean, you can have a few bad races, and you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, kind of shy away from racing again. Or in Bradley's case, ten years of bad races. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Holy shit, man. man. <laughs> Shots fired. As you work, continue. Continue. What were you saying, Bradley? You had a so, point. Uh, so, uh, uh-huh. yeah, so you have like a, a few bad races and you're like, oh, I don't want to hit that combination of car and track again. Or, you know, you kind of shy away. It gives you a bad taste in your mouth. And you get that one good race and it keeps you going. Just like I said earlier, we kind of come full circle. I mean, it. you you get a good race. You finish well. You finish top five. You win. They wouldn't know what that feels like, but um, I hear it feels pretty good. <laughs> but uh, you you win a race, and you just it, it brings that taste, and you want to keep going. I mean, it's just like in golf. If any of you guys golf, or anybody listening golf, so you get a, a couple good shots, you get a good hole, and it may you play better afterwards, and you keep wanting to go back. And it's like anything, just like that. And and it and it infuriates you just like golf too. It really does. That is that is exactly true. That I was just thinking of that too. It's the it's the exact same thing. You just want to throw your clubs and snap them. In this case, you want to rip your rip your wheel off of the uh, <laughs> off of its base. Except you just paid eight hundred dollars for it, so you can't really do that. Down. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. No, you can't. Uh. <sighs> Rob, you're all for quiet there. What are you thinking? <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't. Don't think. <laughs> He's in an alternative universe. <laughs> yeah, you're just having fun. No, it's. Oh yeah, pretty much. I've been laughing quite a bit. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, we were on the topic of Lamar. I mean, we're gonna. <laughs> we went so far off. We topic. we did. Not yeah, funny. A little Screw bit it at this point. What? Uh, I mean, Lamar, whatever happens, happens. I I, I just want to run 24 hours of Lamar, and I want it to mean something, damn it. That's what I want. That is yeah. all I'm asking for. I want to do it, and I want well, it to mean Tyler, something. why don't you uh, open up a test session, and at the end of the 24, I'll give you uh, a plaque. Because <laughs> you did it. Do it 24 by hours of Lamar solo, and I'll give you a plaque. <laughs> I promise you. What are we giving, handing out trophies like, you know, participation trophies now? <laughs> if, if you run it by yourself, I'll give you a participation trophy. <laughs> well, if you run a 24-hour race by yourself, uh, I give you props, but, ugh. man, that, that's a messy, that's a messy props, situation. Trophy, I don't know. Oof, man. And the, uh, the LMP1. Bradley is all about this LMP1 for Lamar. I really am. because if, And Rob, I think you're the only one here in VR. Have you tried that one in VR? The LMP1? No, oh, I don't tried, know If this. you get the... We're running the Porsche 919. That car is... It's more... If you can imagine, it's more cramped than the LMP2. So you, it does feel very claustrophobic. Yeah. But it's, it's just so cool. It's lit up uh, for nighttime. It's got the uh, the screen, like the camera system that's in like say the BMW or other cars is actually shaped just like a regular car rear view mirror at the top. Um, it's, it's just, it's a cool experience in that cockpit and it is kind of hard to see. Yeah. Um, the visibility is not as good as I hear in, in the uh, Audi LMP one. Uh, but I enjoy it. I think it's a really fun car. I understand how to drive it. Um, I mean, the hybrid system is a little confusing, but I set it to auto. I mean, it's maybe I'm not going to win with it like that, but it's still a fun car to drive in VR. Yeah, I don't know if I want to engage in this VR snobbery with you. Maybe me and Patrick will just drive a normal car for normal people. I I throw off from VR, so I'm out. Yeah, I get a little motion sick too. 
And I like to see, I like to see my hands. Yeah, everyone feels that way at first, so VR stops. <laughs> we prefer yeah, a <laughs> I'll say as I always say, I tried Bradley's VR and I just felt like I was driving without uh, proper vision. I couldn't yeah. see shit. And we've had this dis- discussion before. Yeah, if I get a new PC and an HP Reverb G2 or whatever it's called, I think the quality you'll see is it'll be a little bit better and probably more to your liking. I mean, yeah, I agree. The CV1 is is it sucks. I mean, it gets the job done, but it's not the best. Gets the job done. But when I visited you uh, in August and tried an Indy car race at Indianapolis, I caused a wreck. Yeah, well, because yeah. I couldn't see. Well, I was blind. Sounds like a you problem. It was blurry. Meanwhile, Sam, our, I felt like our, I needed glasses. Yeah, our, our lovely uh, marketing director, and hopefully at some point to get him with us racing. He tried it on for the first time, which he's never messed with eye racing or any kind of type of sim racing. He tried it on, and I put him in the BMW M8 on Spa, and he ran it a few laps. And of course, his first reaction was, oh, "I feel like I should be moving." Like he had, you have that sensation of motion, but it's sure. you're not in motion, so it's you're, weird. You're bragging about somebody that never had done eye racing. Yeah, but his his reaction when he took the headset off was, "Wow, wow, I need to get this. I need this." It's like giving a blind person sight for a first time. That's low hanging fruit. That's not. Please, <laughs> I'm like a North. I'm like Kim Jong Un. Somebody I, for I, the first time. Oh the first my God! Oh, yeah. That come on now. You st- that's low. That's low. <laughs> Who me or, or Bradley? No, Kim, the Kim Jong Un reference. Come on, yeah. man. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the best example out to make to make what I like preferable to everything else. Do you have something else to say, or was that it? That was it. Okay, I don't. Okay, I don't. That meant nothing to me. But uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Bradley's VR is just not impressive to the average VR user. <laughs> Rob, Rob, yeah well he is using the older one like you get more screen door effect your your depth perception is going to be off like it's really going to have to distort things in the distance and whatnot so i'm sure if he were to use mine or like get into like a hp reverb g2 or a valve index i'm sure he'd probably have a different experience yeah. uh, he needs to show i mean he's he's upgraded everything and he's does he needs to just do it he needs to pull that's, the that's the next plan Hey, Uncle Joe, there might be that $1,400. Let's yeah. hope so. Those of us in the United States. I'm sorry, Rob. I apologize. You got it much better. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing all right here. Go through what we had to go through. But uh, for our international listeners, sorry. For our United States listeners, uh, maybe Fanatec will get uh, your stimulus dollars here in the next couple months. Well, good. Or maybe Let's- they'll just get your dollars, period. Like for That's me. right. True. Send yeah. this our U.S. stimulus money to Germany. Oh, I do want. Yeah, Patrick, you've you've not been with us the past few weeks. You filled in for Bradley a couple of weeks ago, but I understand that you made a couple of uh, buzzed purchases, and you purchased a Formula Fanatec wheel. Yes, I you know, bought. I've seen you here since then. What do you think of it? I don't know how I was driving with that piece of shit I had before. I tell I, I I mean I even did an oval race with this formula wheel. Uh-huh. Loved it. I loved it. Oh wow. And I mean 
Yes, I know it's not the authentic experience. I don't have the actual oval wheel and the right, shifter, right. and I'm doing the paddle shifter. <laughs> you know, I, if you got a problem with that, pleb, you know, pleb. right? Well, off, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's enjoyable. It's it's much better. The force feedback on that thing. Holy shit! My arms still are hurting. Well, you guys are selling me on this. I'm. I'm the lowest tech guy of the group, and you guys keep selling me every time you talk about your equipment. That's the one thing you haven't tried to mine. And guess what? If you had VR, you wouldn't need to worry about what wheel you had on. Why? Because in VR, you're driving the wheel that's in the car. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You would. Yeah, yeah. but if I was in VR, I would be throwing up all over the steering wheel. So there's a problem there. The first couple days. First couple of days. Yeah, you do grow. I mean, I got nauseous when I would get into the F1 car or an open wheel, especially. It would kind of lurch my stomach a little. And I got over it, like Rob said. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I got in it, I did less than two laps and I had to go take a nap for like four hours because my brain was just. That rough. does not sound enjoyable. So, like, it's yeah, but that was just because I went right to road racing. I didn't know I was going to like oval racing, but oval racing is the way to get your brain used to it because you're usually just going, especially like at super speedways, like you're just hammered down on the gas and you're just driving and you're not stopping all the time. And if you are, it's usually fairly light. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would concur with that statement. You, you get used to it after a few days. The only thing today still that makes me a little, just a little bit uneasy on the stomach is if I race at a short track. And just that constant feeling of going around and around and around, I start to get that. If it's like a South Boston or something, when it's constantly in my field of vision and it's constantly moving around, I just it's almost like you're sitting in a, in a rolly chair or desk chair and you're spinning around. You get <laughs> same that, feeling. You guys like have something sold- from Jackass or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have sure sold me now. <laughs> so so buy this expensive VR headset. You'll throw up on yourself while you race. Uh, but it's really great for a day or two. Uh, <laughs> if you need to lose some uh, weight for 2021, that was your New Year's goal. I like I like buy, some v- buy a VR and, and you just start throwing up. There you go. I think the triple monitor rig is the best rig that I see. I or just good. I know it's as expensive. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. But uh, I like the sight of the of the triple monitor rig. It does the trick. You can see. I mean. You can see out the sides. You can see ahead. Good enough. I don't need VR. Well, you know what? In VR, I could see all the way around. So, but but do you really? Yeah, I can. Do you really turn all the way around, Bradley? Like I can sit up and look. I do. I, I do turn you? my head if traffic's beside me. And I, need to you, I mean, yeah, you can look aside. But if I have a, a three triple monitor rig, I'll just turn to the right and not get sick on myself. Where's the downside? I'm not seeing any downside there besides your wallet being really empty. Yeah. But you can't have money when you're dead, so screw it. Bradley Bradley has a cast on his fingers because he breaks his hand because he can't see because he's wearing a VR headset. (laughs) Uh, His monitor trying to reach for his phone. (laughs) See, because he has a VR headset. Well, the joke's on you that my monitor is probably a good yard or well, not a yard Jesus Christ. a yard oh my god <laughs> it's as i don't know math and, and basic measure are you, are you wearing right now what are you doing wow no, it's a good you've seen pictures of my rig i don't I've, it's well, a I've, been to your home. I've seen your rig yeah it's a good ways away from the monitor 
So I'm not going to make any contact with anything. But uh, one thing I will say I would miss, like Rob said, it doesn't. it's a benefit that it doesn't matter what wheel you have. And I've debated, honestly, whether I want a formula wheel because I mean, would it would really make a difference. Um, does it really? Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Like I said that. Oh, it see, does, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about. It's got the smaller diameter, right? So it's like you get more input. It's like kind of like changing your steering ratio. Me then, you know I mean? was trying to think, ah, does it really matter? I've got the BMW run. I, I might honestly, I'm debating on picking up the cheaper McLaren GT3 one they just released because it's about $100 cheaper. Um, so, I mean, it's like a, it's a low risk investment just to get a basic GT wheel. Um, honestly, I would love to have the money to get that new BMW one, but with, with VR, what's the point of having a wheel that looks that fancy if you don't ever see it? That's what I feel too. I want to see my wheel. Yeah. If, I, yeah. if I spend $800 on a goddamn wheel, I want to see it. And I'm with you, but it's not, it's honestly, it's not about what you see. You get used to that. It's about the feel of the wheel. It's at the feel of the force feedback and the quality. Of it. Okay. Yeah, and when you're spending the money on that type of equipment, you, you get a better feel than say the lower end stuff, and it, it it you notice it depending no matter what kind of wheel it is. Oh yeah, you yeah, know you could have that BMW round wheel or a formula wheel. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you. I mean, I look uh, at least once a week um, at formula wheels, especially the Fanatec that you Patrick have and that uh, Bruce has of our team. And uh, I love that wheel. I mean, it does look, it looks awesome. And, and I've talked on this episode, on this show before about how I'm one of the budget racers. I know that if I, if I get that, I need to get a whole rig and I don't want to get a cheap flimsy rig. So then it's like, you get one, you got to get it all. You have to get it all together. You got to build it. You got to order all of it. And it's going to cost you a ton of money. You'll be really happy once you get it, but geez, it's a big decision to make for, for the budgeted iRacer, sim racer. Uh, but man, that, that formula wheel alone really sometimes makes me almost do it, almost shell out and do it, even whether I should or not. I yeah. mean, it's just that formula wheel is awesome looking. Yeah, you just got it. Just think about the time you put yeah, into you this. Do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I so. But make you sure you your, have uh, the right rig when you, you get it oh, yeah, all set up one. because... Right. I have the Fanatec pedals too, but with my rig that I have, there's like an arm that goes up that holds the the support for the steering wheel. But it's when I go to try hit the brake, my left foot is hitting that bar. So it's super uncomfortable and it just, I need to find something that's more sturdy and more you know, ergonomic and comfortable, I guess. Best Which- way of putting it. Which pedals did you get, Patrick? Uh, same ones you have the V3. Oh, okay. What do you did you get the brake performance kit? No, no, no. And what no. do you think about the what do you think about the brake pedal and its feel? Uh, I think it's yeah. fine how it is. Same as me. I don't I don't know that I'm I'm deep into it enough to know the difference, and I'm not confident enough to take them apart <laughs> to uh, to be able to do it properly. I mean, everyone says, yeah, you got to get that. I honestly, I, why would you want it to be totally? <laughs> I was about to say rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> why would you want it to be so? Why would you want it to be so stiff? <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such natural, uh, natural laughter there. So, <laughs> so there we go. That's that's more like it. So, so it's, it's an in, inside joke for the listeners. So, oh. yeah, what what I meant was uh, the break is who would want a stiff break? I mean, why would you want to? Not that I could say I felt the the uh, performance kit, but my imagination of it is that you push it in and, and you're straining to push it in. Why would you want that, especially in an endurance race? To me, yeah. what it's what it's like now out of the box is more like my natural brake pedal, like a well, real brake pedal. That's heartening because I don't want to take anything apart and put it together if I right. And that's that's the because danger. All I can do is mess it up. Yeah, that's that's my view too. Is I'm going to destroy the load cell. It's not going to go back together. It's going to make a weird noise. It's you know everything. And I'm going to be angry. It's going right. to void the warranty and yeah, yeah, yeah no. So ship it all the way back to Germany. No thanks. Yeah. So better, better just to leave it stock. And I've I've adapted to that. Why you know why change it? So. Well, if it isn't broke, don't fix right, it. Right, exactly. I, I just wanted to know more more or less for my purposes, Patrick, if you were one of those people that were like, oh, you have to have the brake performance kit, man. It's the only way to do it. It makes it so much better. No, man. <laughs> so oh, no, man. No. <laughs> no. I'm not going to be like one of those people like, yeah, dude, you got to take this. It'll yeah. take you so to you, Mars, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're a simpleton like me. It's good to know. Yeah, because I'll, 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 quite honestly, I'll fuck that shit up really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't give me any tools. You, you all saw my my explosions multiple times trying to put together this rig and then putting the the wheelbase on. Many times I I devolve into oh it's just not going to work. Nothing's right. I might as well send it back. Yeah, I've I wasted, get frustrated. I've yeah, wasted yeah. my money, my time. It's oh, all over. Oh, I, I I go to that place very quickly when things yeah. don't work. I can confirm that. <laughs> that is for sure. I mean, you spend a bunch of money. You want you want what you want. You don't want to have to do a whole bunch of. Uh, of uh yeah why your, not yeah if you need the performance kit why you don't not want just to pop your soul belt on and build a birdhouse yeah like why why not just ship it with the performance kit already inside of it right you know right. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah 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 so anyway that's that's my that's my opinion on that poor choice of words and all that's bradley's <laughs> hot take of the night uh, bradley, bradley likes a rock hard brake pedal that's what we've learned that's what we have learned today yeah you don't want it too soft, you don't want it too hard. You just want it right in the middle. Uh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Shut this down. All right. Holy shit. So, uh, to, sum up, to sum up episode 20 of End of the Apex, uh, congratulations, Jimmy Broadbent. Screw you, ACO. We want our 24 hours of Le Mans. We want it to be called what we want it to be called. Is that fair? Is that a fair summaration? Well, except me. I don't care what it's called. You just yeah, I'll, to- I'll take the 24 hours of France for all I care. You just want to drive that track. Yeah, pretty much. Whatever that track ends up being called. Yeah, they could call it Pepsi Speedway for all I care. I don't care. Coca-Cola Speedway, yeah. Oh, no, they won't. Uh, that's litigation, whatever. No. <laughs> Please don't sue us, whoever's listening. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to thank This has been a marathon episode of End of the Apex, episode 20. Uh, we're going strong. We love doing it. Patrick Stein, contributor and writer for MadSimRacing.com and your regular host. We'll be back next week for episode 21, looking at the Daytona 500 and uh, looking at some NASCAR stuff, as well as whatever comes up in iRacing in the week uh, in between. Uh, so until then, this has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Apex.
presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.